0: Hey friends, welcome to The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm your host, Andrea Fortenberry. This is a podcast about finding freedom from perfectionism to show up for the life God has for you. Mom life is messy, unpredictable, and just plain hard sometimes, but it's also amazing. I believe God uses it all to grow us into the women He wants us to be. We can't do motherhood on our own. We need God's help. We need wisdom from other moms. We need the encouragement of community. I hope you'll find all of that and more as you listen in. Welcome to episode 74 of The Perfectionist Guide to Mothering. I'm so excited to share with you that last week we hit a huge milestone 10,000 downloads. Thank you so much to every single one of you who has listened to an episode, who has reviewed and rated the podcast and shared it with a friend. I know your time is valuable and I appreciate that you have spent some of it with me over these past three years. Can I share a little secret with you today? I really wrestled with whether to post about this milestone or to chat about it here in an episode, but I decided to go ahead because I want you to know these four things. First, things take time to grow. Second, your pace is your pace. Third, someone else's success doesn't threaten yours. And fourth. Collaboration will help you get where you want to go. I started this podcast back in May of 2020, so almost exactly three years ago. And can I tell you that I felt defeated when someone who launched her podcast at the same time as me reached this milestone about a year in. It made me wonder why it was taking me so long. Just recently, I saw another podcaster I know post about this same milestone, and she's only had her podcast for six months. I realize that it doesn't matter the pace that anyone else is going because my pace is my pace. Your pace is your pace. We're quick to compare because we regularly see the highlights of others when we don't see the behind the scenes of what it took them to get there. Social media does provide some with viral growth and instant platforms, but for most of us, it's slow and steady growth over time. I have a quote from Angela Duckworth hanging in my office. It says, Nobody wants to show you the hours and hours of becoming. They'd rather show you the highlight of what they've become. My heart, friends, is to show you the becoming, to show you that growth takes time. I also have another sign hanging in my office of Galatians 6, verse 9, which says, Let us not grow weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Friend, don't give up on your dream or that thing you're slowly but surely building. There is space for you. The success of someone else doesn't threaten yours or mean that God has forgotten you. Another favorite verse that I've carried with me during these podcasting years is Zechariah 410, which says, do not despise these small beginnings for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Remember, your pace is your pace. Things take time to grow. For the past several years, I have chosen a word of the year. Back in 2020, my word was becoming. My vision board for that year has lots of pictures of seeds, plants, flowers, and butterflies. Those images remind me that becoming is a process. It isn't instant or overnight. It happens slowly over time. Culture tells us that you can have instant success but I found that growth and success is slow, sometimes painstakingly so. Here in Arizona, we have monsoon season in the summer. It's the time of year where we get summer storms. Think wind, dust, lightning, and rain. After these storms, it's very common to see dozens of trees knocked down in the street sometimes it's the branches of the trees that split off of the trunk, but sometimes the trees get pulled out by the roots. Did you know that if a tree is planted and given small amounts of water regularly, like through a drip or sprinkler system, it will grow pretty quickly, but the roots won't go down deep because it's used to that shallow watering. The roots will stay where it's finding its water source. But if you give a tree a thorough watering less frequently, the roots have a better chance to grow down deep and the tree can better survive the storms. When we look at a tree above the ground, we may not see its growth. But if we look below the surface, we would see that the roots are growing down deep and that the tree will be stronger for it. Psalm 1, 1 1-3 says, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. A few words stand out to me from verse 3 of this psalm. The first are the words, firmly planted. For a tree and our lives to be firmly planted, we must do the work of allowing our roots to go down deep, even if it is slow work. The second part of this verse says, which yields its fruit in season. There is a season for fruit, an appointed time when it will spring forth, I don't know about you, but this encourages me that fruit comes forth in God's timing, not my own. There are things that I can do to affect the quality of the fruit, but I cannot control the timing. As moms, sometimes we can feel frustrated with where we are in our season. Maybe we are staying at home with our kids, but we also feel a calling to something else like starting a business or writing a book. Or maybe you're a working mom and you want to transition to staying home more or figuring out how to work from home. Whatever the case, remember that becoming takes time. I've always felt the call to write and have this dream of having a book published. I've had this dream since I was a child, but it just hasn't happened yet. I feel like I'm in a waiting season with this dream for my life. Waiting is not easy. In fact, it is really difficult, especially for control-loving perfectionists, right? (laughs) In a divine appointment, I hopped on Instagram yesterday and saw that Pastor Craig Rochelle was doing a live story, so I clicked on it and tuned in. His message was 100% for me, and perhaps it will speak to you as well today. I scribbled his words down on a sticky note and put it on my computer screen where I can see it every day. He said, don't waste the waiting. A waiting season isn't wasted if you continue to seek and push into God. I love that. Don't waste the waiting. A waiting season isn't a wasted season if you continue to seek and push into God. I love when God knows just what we need to hear. I wonder for you, friend, what are you waiting for? What in your process of becoming hasn't happened just yet. Be encouraged that God is using this current season to prepare you for what's next, whether that's next week, next month, or something within the next 10 years. Something that encourages me in my process of becoming that also helps me wait with anticipation is to look back. I like to look for the dots of my life and see how God has connected them. This reminds me that God is always working, even if I don't see it or understand it at the time. For example, when I was in elementary school, I had this radio slash cassette player combo. I remember vividly it was white with pink and purple buttons and the best part about it was that you could record audio. I loved buying blank tapes so that I could pop them in and record myself. My cousin, who I will not name publicly in case she's listening, (laughs) used to make fun of me for doing this, but I just really enjoyed talking into my recorder. Sometimes I would read books out loud And other times I just rambled on about whatever was on my mind or going on in my life at the time. Looking back now, I can see how God was helping me figure out what I like to do. I love to create content and that's what I was doing. This part of my story is part of my becoming This was way back before podcasts ever existed, and it's so sweet to me that those days of recording myself were preparing me for the future, for what I'm doing right now. I think about that little girl and how happy she would be to know that I'm still talking to a recorder and using my voice. I think that she would be proud that I didn't quit because I wasn't making progress as quickly as someone else. She would just be so excited to know that someone, anyone, was listening to her. Which brings me back to you. Again, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for making a little girl's dream come true. Thank you for being part of my story of Becoming. I hope that this podcast is part of your story of becoming. I hope it encourages you as a woman and a mom. I hope it helps you to see how God is working in your life. I hope that you find hope and encouragement here. I'd love to leave you with some questions today to help you reflect and think about your own process of becoming. Here's the first question. What did you enjoy doing as a child? What made you happy? What lit up your heart and your eyes when you had the opportunity to do it? Next question. How has God used those things in your journey to becoming? When you look back, how can you see that God was connecting dots in your life? that you couldn't see then, but now you can see as you look back. Next question. What are you waiting for right now? What dream do you have in your heart? What part of your story of becoming has not come to fruition yet? And then lastly, think about in this season, How can you grow your roots down deep while you're waiting? I want to read that Craig Rochelle quote again, which says, Don't waste the waiting. A waiting season isn't a wasted season if you continue to seek and push into God. You know, friends, that at the end of every episode, I like to ask my guests some questions, and when it's just me, I like to give you my recommendations. So here we go. Right now, I have been reading some fun historical fiction. I don't read a lot of fiction, but when I do, I really enjoy historical fiction. And I found a book called Marmy, which I will link here in the show notes for you. So if you read the book, Little Women by Louisa May Alcott, or if you've seen any of the movies, which I have to say the 1994 version is the best of any of the versions, in my opinion. So you know that the girls call their mother Marmy. So this book is from the perspective of Marmy. So I love that it aligns with the story of Little Women and the movies, but it is from the perspective of the mother. And I have to say that being a mother myself, it just is a really tender, special book to read because for so long, I always saw my, myself as one of the daughters. And now I'm in a space where I have a daughter and I have my son, and I'm raising children, and I see so much the heart of Marmy in this book. So it's called, again, Marmy by Sarah Miller. And she also wrote a book called Caroline, which, if you read the Little House on the Prairie series, which I love, one of my favorite series growing up as a child. So she wrote. That book from the perspective of the mother of Laurel, Laura Ingalls Wilder, who wrote those books. So I'm going to get that one next, but I really enjoyed Marmy, and I think that you will too. Something that we are watching right now. So back, <laughs> it's so funny how, th- like, tracing back how we got to this spot. So we watched the Super Bowl as most people do, and you watch it not only for the game, but for the commercials too. And as we watched on the commercial, there were commercials for a couple of different shows, which we are now watching. The first one is Next Level Chef with Gordon Ramsay. So it's a cooking competition. There's these three different levels. Every week they have to make something new, they're judged, and then they move up or down based upon how well they did. So like the basement is the worst kitchen, like old pots and pans, old stove, like it's dark. And then if you work your way up, there's a mid-level kitchen that has better supplies, nicer lighting, nicer stoves, ovens, fryers, those types of things. And then if you make your way to the top, it's like the primo Kitchen with all the amazing tools, and we've enjoyed it. My son and I have been watching it, and it's it's a fun show. I, I have to say, I've never seen any of the other Gordon Ramsay shows, but my perception of them, just seeing commercials on TV, was that they were full of cuss words and like bleeping, and he's going crazy. This one, I feel like it's okay, like it's family friendly for the most part. I think maybe there were a couple of bleeps, like very light, but I feel feel fine watching it with my 11-year-old. We've enjoyed it. The other show we are now watching because of commercials from, from Super Bowl is Farmer Wants a Wife. So it's very much like The Bachelor, which I have never watched, never been into, but it's with farmers and my son begged us, like, can we please watch this? And so somehow we are now watching that. So far, again, I haven't seen The Bachelor. I've never been interested or watched an episode. So I don't know. I don't know if it's an apples to apples comparison, but I would say Farmer Wants a Wife is a more family friendly show in comparison. But again, I don't 100% know. But so that's what we're watching in our house right now. Again, I've contemplated The Farmer once a Wife, but so far it's it's been all right. And we've had some good conversations with our kids about dating and like this is not reality and just some interesting interesting conversations. Some, some families are like, you know, of the perspective like we don't want to watch a lot of TV or movies or whatever. But I have found because I love TV and movies and content and media – because I'm just bent that way, I have really seen how we have had some great conversations with our kids on issues or situations that maybe would have been awkward to be like, hey kids, let's talk about this. But because we're watching something together, it brings up some really great conversations. So wanted to let you know about those things. Something I'm listening to these days, one of my favorite songs it has been out for a while that I just listen to over and over again is Jyra by Maverick City Music. I just love that song and it's speaking to me in this season. Next recommendation I have for you for a product service practice that makes my life easier. It is the app called Calendly, C A L E N D. L Y Calendly. There is a free version, which I used for a long time. What it does is it syncs up with your digital calendar and, you know, say you're trying to schedule a coffee with someone and it's like, you're going back and forth. Like, can you meet on this day? Nope. But can you meet on this day? And it takes you forever to schedule something. Well, Calendly links to your calendar. You designate, okay, if people are going to make a coffee appointment with me, here are the days and times that I'm setting aside that I'm available to do that. You give someone your link and then they look at their calendar and they book a date that matches an availability that they have. And then it's all automated. It's, sends them a confirmation, adds it to your calendar, sends each of you a reminder. Like it's just brilliant. And so now I'm using the paid version because it's helpful for scheduling podcast guests. I'm using it for scheduling one-on-one appointments with people and coffee dates and all of those things. So I feel like it just eliminates a lot of that back and forth that can sometimes happen. There is also a feature on there. I haven't tried it yet, but even if you're if you're trying to schedule with multiple people, it will allow you to do that a little bit easier than having to, again, go back and forth forever. So that's my recommendation is Calendly. Next up is my best soul or self-care tip for moms. And it is to take a nap every Sunday. This is a practice that I have had for years. Back when my kids were little, I just realized that I wanted my weekend to feel a little different than the week because I was staying at home full time with them and every day was starting to feel the same. And so I remembered this practice of Sabbath rest and really tried to incorporate that into our family life. And part of my Sabbath rest is taking a nap every Sunday. And just last week, I had the privilege to speak to a mom's group about this. So I actually have also done an episode back, it's episode 20, which I will link here in the show notes for you if you would like to dive in a little bit more. But just in general, I try to simplify our Sabbath day, which we honor on Sunday. And I try not to have to cook. I choose not to clean. I choose to rest. And part of my rest is taking a nap. And I always feel better and more refreshed. And I feel like my body too just knows. Like once we finish lunch on Sunday, I we get home and I'm just so ready for my nap. And my body and my mind just need, need that Sabbath pause and that physical rest of taking a nap. So I highly recommend it. If you still have little kids, trade off with your spouse. Like if your spouse wants to take a nap, let him watch the kids for a while while you sleep and then switcheroo and it works. I also tried really hard for for many years to even once my kids were past napping, regular napping age, to have them take a nap on Sunday when they were in early elementary and it worked for a while and then they started to fight it. And I just thought, this is not... I don't want to fight this. So if they would rather have quiet time or something while I'm napping, that's fine. And so that's kind of what we do. And it works. Next thing is what is God teaching me in this season? So something happened last week where I had an unexpected cancellation of something that I was looking forward to. Sometimes in life, the unexpected happens, but it doesn't mean it's a waste. Again, I was pretty bummed about this speaking event that I had getting canceled. I totally understood, but still I was sad about it. But even though things like this in life can sometimes you like send you spiraling of like, am I doing what I'm supposed to do with my life and making you just question all your choices or or makes you question whether you're meant to do what you deep down really feel called to do or know that God has called you to do it, it kind of can send us in in a little bit of that mindset. So I did find myself there. But my encouragement to you on the flip side a couple of days later is to sit in the disappointment. It's okay. It's important for us to feel our feelings and then also to do things that are kind and considerate of ourselves. So I I did just that. I sat in my disappointment. I cried about it a little bit. I prayed. I called or voxed rather some of my friends to just kind of process through and talk to them about it. And then I did a couple of things that just I felt like I needed to do. And I do these things sometimes when I need encouragement and feel discouraged just in my becoming, in my Journey of doing what I feel God has called me to do. So I watched one of my favorite, favorite movies, which is Julie and Julia. If you've not seen it, I highly recommend it because part of why I love it so much is because it's this journey of two women, Julie and Julia, and things are taking time for them as well. Julia Child wanted to publish her cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, for like 10 years. And she persevered and that dream came to fruition for her. So I always enjoy watching it because it encourages me. So I watched Julie and Julia. I ate some chocolate and felt a little bit better. The next day I brushed myself off and remembered that this just might be part of the preparation that God has for me in my journey to becoming. So friend, if you find yourself there with again, something that is disappointing or seems like a setback, let's remember that a waiting season isn't a wasted season if we continue to seek and push into God, just like Pastor Craig Rochelle said. So lastly, I just want to remind you that you can connect with me over on Instagram at Andrea Fortenberry or through my website, AndreaFortenberry.com. I would love to hear from you. I love it when you share on social media that you're listening. So you can do that by taking a screenshot of the podcast as you're listening, post it and tag me. And then also I love seeing your ratings and reviews that you leave over on Apple podcasts. And I wanted to share a recent one from our friend Taylor and just Taylor, thank you so much for this kind review. She said, I'm a newer listener and I'm starting from the oldest episodes and slowly moving my way up. I have to say that I feel like this podcast was made for me. I identify with just about every single episode I've listened to so far, and I have found it so encouraging to know there are other mothers of faith who experience much of, the strain, much of the same stressors as me. I have already begun implementing small changes in my life to help me be a better wife, mother, employee, and child of God, all of which lead to a be- better version of myself. I'm so glad God connected me with this podcast and I'm really excited to continue my listening. So thank you for that, Taylor. Thank you to everyone who does go over and leave those ratings and reviews. It just helps other moms to be able to find this podcast. So I appreciate you doing that. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It means so much to me to spend some time with you today and I will see you back soon. As we go, I want to remind you that you're doing an amazing job as a mom. No, you're not perfect. None of us are. There's no such thing. But you're showing up, you're learning from your mistakes, and you've got God on your side. He fills in the gaps of our imperfections, and we can trust him. Keep going, my friends. You are doing good and meaningful work. I'll see you next time.